Hi, this is Linford Morton from the Shutterbug Life podcast. And of course, you can call me Lynn. And this podcast episode, a bonus, if you will, is going to be on how to photograph fireworks. Now, it's July 3rd, 2015, and here in the United States, tomorrow we'll be celebrating our Independence Day. And that's a holiday that's usually marked by lots of fireworks um, displays. And in some communities, they've already started showing, uh, running the fireworks displays this week. But for most of us, we expect to see it on the night of, the, of July 4th. And in preparation for that, I want to share some tips on how you can get the best fireworks photography, um, best shots when you go out and photograph the fireworks. Now, if you are familiar with photographing at night, a lot of the same principles will still apply in your approach to it. First, I'd say for July 4th, you're going to do some research and find um, a location where if you know where the fireworks display is going to be, where you can get a clean shot from it. Now, you know, some of this stuff ought to be, I admit, um, uh, of course, duh. But you might take, if you get this on the third, a, 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 just a, a drive-by of where you plan on shooting. And then on the fourth or on the day of the fireworks, whenever that is for you, whenever you're listening to this in the future, you're going to try and get there a little early because if you have a a fireworks show and a great vantage point, my guess is photographers are going to be camped out there starting in the afternoon. And all the good locations will be, you'll see a forest of tripods already there. So if you want to get a good clean shot of one of the spectacular views, try and figure out where that might be. And then as part of your preparation, get there early so that you can get some good real estate. All right. That's just a public service announcement. All right. So now when you are arriving and you are you're going to begin setting up for your shoot, remember to get the tools you need. And of course, you're going to need a tripod or some way of getting the camera out of your hands and stabilizing it. The reason for that, of course, is because when you depress the shutter, when you press the shutter to take a photograph, um, you move the, the camera. And we're going to be using such long shutter speeds that any, any, any movement of this kind will produce what's called camera shake and make the image look a little more blurry than you'd, you're going to like it. So you're going to need a tripod, um, and then you're going to also need... If uh, remote control or cable release to depress the shutter, if not, then you can just go with the self timer, and that's the the button that when you depress it, the camera will wait two, five, or ten seconds, or how whatever number you program in, and then it will take the photograph. Because the key is you don't want to be touching the camera while it's taking the photograph. And of course, that goes back to that whole camera shake thing again. So you're going to have the camera on a tripod, you're going to either use remote control cable release or your self timer to depress the shutter when you're trying to take the photograph. Now, you are also 
and in part of the tools you bring, make sure to bring a, tr a flashlight with you. And it's one of those things that's so easy to overlook, but when you're in the dark trying to find um, your the settings on your camera, a tripod can be very, very helpful. Of course, you'll remember to turn it off when you start taking your photos because you don't want any of that light um, leaking and messing up your photo. All right, so then you'll have your flashlight and now you have all your tools ready to shoot. And when you set up, now when you set up in terms of composition or, or lens choice, if you go, some people go with the longer lens, right? A telephoto lens, which will get a, a much smaller area. And of course, then you will have to know exactly where you want the, because you're not going to be panning and moving the camera. So you've got to set up that, that smaller frame right where you know it's going to um it's going to explode. Typically, you'll do that if you know, for instance, you've got a backdrop, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but where you want to include some of, like in Washington, D.C., if you, for instance, going for a tight shot of the Capitol with the fireworks going off behind it, then you then a telephoto, of course, will be helpful because now you can lock in and you know exactly where you want the fireworks to be. If you're shooting out in an open area and your camera is fairly new, and by new I mean within the last three to four years, the resolution is going to be high enough, and by high enough I mean north of 10 megapixels, it's going to be high enough that you can go wider, meaning you can just uh, go with a wider, moderately wider angle, not wide angle, but but a moderately um, a zoom, I guess I would say, or some lens that is not quite, you know, like a 200 millimeter or a telephoto, but a medium range in the focal length. And then you have a much wider areas to let the fireworks go into. And of course, you can always crop it down if you have more than 10 megapixels on the frame and you're going to shoot in raw anyway, right? Then you'll have more than enough uh, information there to uh, go wide, to let the fireworks move in wherever they happen to fire shoot them, and then crop down tighter on on the burst that you like best when you when you look at the images later. Okay, so I would suggest a wider or moderately wide um, focal length. And then what that is, is, is going to depend on where you are and how big, like I can't, I'd rather not give you specific numbers there because it depends. You'll have to see once you get set up, depending on where you are, how far you are from the action. All right. So then you'll do that. You'll set up and with just a little wider and um, frame and then let the fireworks go into it. Then you will set your camera to... A low ISO, and usually somewhere between 100 to 200, uh, will give you, of course, the sharpest image, the cleanest, darkest blacks. So you're going to go 100 to 200, and then you are going to, because we're almost setting up the camera as if we're doing a daytime shoot. So then next we'll go with a, a sort of a, um, a higher-ish aperture, Meaning any anything north of f8, I would say f8 and north, um, and and then if you have, 
higher than that, 11, 12, 13, depending on what else you might have in your frame, you'll find that um, you can get sort of cool little uh, starburst looking effects if you have points of light elsewhere in the frame um, that, aren't that aren't part of the fireworks display. And, and then finally, your the third of your exposure triangle will be the shutter speed. And this is really where you're going to play around with it to, to be creative. You're going to look for longer shutter speeds. And because we've constricted the ISO to uh, a very low ISO, which typically requires a lot of light to get good exposure. And we have also constricted the f-stop or aperture to a very narrow opening. We've got both of those two now locked down to very narrow openings. And so of the third, this is where we'll have to make up the in the difference to get all the light into the camera. And then that usually means we've ex we're gonna have to extend to a very longer shutter speed, to a much longer shutter speed. And and you want that anyway, because as the fireworks now sort of burst and, and move throughout the sky, throughout the frame, you want the shutters open for the entire, you know, time the fireworks is moving through the frame so that you can get that long streak. Remember the distance anything travels while the shutter is open because we have a long shutter speed. That's how we will create the long, beautiful uh, streaks you see in the fireworks you like. Remember, you, you, you're exposing for nighttime and we want the lights to, as you're looking at the exposure, you want the lights to be really, of the fireworks to be really uh, crisp and you want the sky to be dark as, as dark as possible. I know sometimes I see people will shoot fireworks and the sky ends up looking very gray. And that's really the, the, the light, the camera's meter is trying to make everything 18% gray because this is what the default will do. It's, decide, it's, it, it's designed to take any scene and expose it for the 18% point. And so you're going to be shooting now in manual mode so that you can override that and bring it back uh, down so that the sky is, is black and dark again. And then the lights uh, of the fireworks should be nice and crisp. And you want the lines to look, not look like they're bleeding too much. It'd be, you'll see that if you, if it looks like it's, um, looks like a crayon covering coloring from you know the kids where we would color in our coloring books and it's not quite in between right in the lines and so it's spreading outside the lines it's sort of a bleeding is the best way I can describe that but you'll know it when you see it um and then you'll know that you could probably you can probably um uh, take your exposure down a bit, meaning um, less light. Of course, you you can do less light in two ways. In when you're in manual exposure, you can get less light either by decreasing the amount of time the shutter is going to be open, so bringing the shutter speed down, or you can get less light by taking your, your f-stop up. And of course, which one of which of those will you choose? Well, because because speed is is the key to your creative. Uh, process and a creative expression here, you might want to get less light by just tightening your f-stop or your aperture because you're going to want to have the longer shutter speeds. So you don't want to 
end up um, getting too short on shutter speed because you're trying to decrease light. Um, that will be counter to what you're trying to create. Now, if you do all those things, now it's a matter of timing then. So when you hear the boom or when you know the, the, the fireworks is, are, are just being shot off, you can start if you especially if you're doing your your self timer you're going to want to get ahead of that because you're going to need that 2 second or 5 second countdown and then boom the shutters open while the um while the fireworks are going by some people sometimes might also prefer to do that using the bulb setting and then again, of course if you're doing that with your cable release or your your uh, remote control in the bulb setting the, the the shutter is staying open just as long as you're holding it open so it's literally like a manually opening and closing the shutter yourself whereas with a shutter speed you have it set up for a specific time five seconds ten seconds whatever that might be you know but with bulb you could just uh, you know when it starts press and hold it and then you can keep that timer in your head, count down five, 10 seconds, whatever, and release it. Some people like to do that because it provides just a little more control. If you want consistency, you might go with um, uh, the the timer built into the shutter speed because you know six seconds will always be six seconds if, if you do it that way. All right, so, but you know, like anything else, it's, they're all trade-offs and they're all choices and either one should get you great results okay so remember all of those um remember all those settings and tools and you should be able to come away with some really spectacular looking fireworks show fireworks photographs love to see them if you do you can uh join our facebook group going to fb.shutterbucklife.com and ask to join there and you can share them. I'd love to see them. And of course, if I'm, if I, if you're on Flickr, uh, I am Lynn's picks on, on Flickr, share them with me there too. I'd love to see them. I'm Lynn's picks 365 on Instagram. If you want to share there, but wherever you decide to post and share your images, let me know if you used any of these tips and if they were helpful for you. All right, so that's it for this one. I hope this was helpful again. And remember to go out there and have some fun and be safe more than anything else. We want to see those pictures for years and years to come. All right, take care. Have a good shoot.